Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. Welcome everybody that's here today. I see some new faces. We're so glad that you joined us and we hope that you feel right at home. We've been talking on a series that is called All You Need Is Love. All You Need Is Love. And um, we're on the third part today. Week one, we talked about how God's love changes us to be the best version of ourselves. Um, Week two, we talked about how God's love motivates us to love others. When we're so full of his love, we can't help but spill it on the people around us. And today, we're going to be talking about loving yourself. Loving yourself. And I know that we're trained to always look at things with an outward view. How can we love the people around us? How can we share Christ's love? But today, we're going to focus on how we should make it a priority to really love ourselves. God loves us, and he wants us to love ourselves so we can be whole and well to be able to love others well. Are you ready? Let's pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your word, Lord. And today we come with open hearts, open ears. We say, Holy Spirit, have your way in us today. God, cut away as you see fit, and we ask that you would add to us through the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, for Blessing this time today and blessing your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's get started in Matthew 22, 35 through 40. Jesus was talking to some religious leaders, and one of them tried to get tricky with him and tried to trap him with this question. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question and said, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the commands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. I know we hear these scriptures a lot, right? It can become familiar. It can become white noise. But it's important that we always listen with fresh ears. What is God saying? I did a, a study on the biblical usage of the words heart, mind, and soul in this specific context, and I found some really interesting things. So we don't have to go really deep into it to just see what it says at face value. Love him with everything that's within you, right? And when we look into those three words, sometimes, or, or the second part of that scripture where it says, love your neighbor as yourself, I think we can sometimes hit a a little bit of a limitation or a roadblock. We might be struggling to love others the way that we understand that we're supposed to love them. And I just want to say that it's actually difficult to love others when we don't fully love ourselves. There's almost like a limitation there. Let's look at the word heart. Heart is, by definition, regarded as the seat of physical life denotes the center of all physical and spiritual life. Soul. Soul is the seat of feelings, desires, affections, and aversions. And your mind is the faculty of understanding, feeling, and desiring. 
I think this is so interesting how we are made up of three parts. What does that remind you of? The Trinity, right? And I mean, if that's not an example of being made in his image, I don't know what it is. It's amazing. And um, when we look a little bit further into this, there's a science that happens with the connection between your mind, your body, and your spirit, right? And I love science. I was just going to say, when I was a kid, that was one of my favorite subjects in school. And I believe that science confirms God's truth. So when people try to use science to discredit God, it, it's really backwards because God created science. So um, let's think about our brain. When we start to think, when we think on things, let's, for instance, when somebody starts to think on something sad or when you think on something sad, in time there's a chemical reaction that happens that your brain starts firing off and you start to now feel sad, Right? Did you know that when, with time, somebody being sad enough, then depression can become a factor? And depression can actually scientifically increase the risk of sickness. And it can trigger sickness and make people more sensitive to physical pain. So that means they feel pain quicker, specifically with the back, which I thought was very interesting. But it confirms God's word, where as a man thinks, so is he. The more that we entertain things that grieve us, that hurt us, and things happen in life. It's not to say that they don't, but what happens when we get hurt? So these are things that we need to reflect on today. There's another scripture, Proverbs 4.23, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. In this case, heart is talking about the inner man, your mind, your will, understanding, knowledge, thinking, reflection, memory, emotions, passions. Does that sound like the full package of everything going on inside of us? It's so important for us to guard our heart, guard what we think about, guard how we're feeling. If something feels off, we need to get those things in alignment and say, God, I need you to help me deal with this. We have to discipline ourselves because the Bible does instruct us to capture every thought, every single thought, every feeling, every emotion. When that specific phrase is one word in the Greek, from this phrase, from it flows springs of life. One definition of that whole word right there, that whole phrase is guard your heart. It's the source of life. But another one is, guard your heart, it's an escape from death. That, when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, guard your heart, it is an escape from death. Your heart and the condition of your heart, your soul, when you're hurt, can manifest in the, in the physical. It can manifest in a, a place where then you start to not only in your heart feel something, but your body begins to reflect that. And so... I think when we think on the, 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 word, the scripture of, of us being good stewards, it's not just with money. God wants us to be good stewards of everything, of our time, of our body, of our heart, of, our, of the things that we entertain. We have to be good stewards of our heart. We have to love ourselves enough to say, you know what, I want to be the best version of who God created me to be. So as a whole person, I can then be an effective person to minister and love others. Wounds 
of the heart can limit you from living a full, healthy life. I love this scripture. Three John, third John two two. Loved ones, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health just as it is well with your soul. There's a specific order, I think, that is happening there. In good health as it is already well with your soul. So when your soul is whole, when your soul is well, then the manifestation of that on the outside is health. I want to give you an illustration do I have my wounded warrior ready? I almost need like a drum roll. There he is. There he is. Come on up here, my buddy. I wanted to give you guys a, an illustration of when somebody is wounded on the inside. If I were to ask him now to help me, uh, that I'm moving and I need his help around the house. I need you to pack boxes. I need you to lift some heavy things. I need, I need your help. And he were to try to help me, do you think that he would be able to help me at full capacity? He might be able to help me some, but it would be limited, right? This is what sometimes we walk around looking like on the inside. We can look all presentable on the outside, and on the inside we look like this. And so I really want to drive this point home today. It's so important that the inner man, that your inner person, that your soul is whole, that your soul is well. We go through things in life, and it is, it's part of life. But can we come to a realization that it's important enough for us to stop and say, God, I need you to help fix this part in my heart. I need you to come heal me in this area. This really hurt me. I, I so relate to David in the word because he was such a person to always, whatever happened, I'm running back to God. God, I pour it all out. Whatever happened, God, I need you to just restore me fully. I'm feeling down in the dumps today. I need you to raise me. Thank you, my buddy. You did a great job. He's in character. You did awesome, my buddy. <laughs> this is Christian. My wonderful son in whom I'm well pleased. He's nine years old and he's wonderful. Okay, so we are on this journey and we want to be on the journey to wholeness, to wellness. And there are forces at work trying to convince you that it can wait, that being restored can wait, that there are other people that are counting on you. You cannot have a moment. You can't take time for yourself. You can't seek out healing right now. You just got to deal with it. You just got to, you know, push through it. These are all lies. We have to love ourselves enough to want to address the issues underneath. I saw this example on some, some, something I was watching. And there was a lady talking about issues, like people, when people have issues. And she used the example of a ball and putting the ball in water. And no matter how many times she would push it down, it'd pop right up to the surface. That's the way issues are. No matter how many times you try to push something down and cloak it and layer it and say, you know what, I'll deal with this later. Oh, sometimes we're, it's not that we're necessarily wanting to. Sometimes it's our defense mechanism. We say, you know what, this was such a painful memory. This was such a traumatic experience. I, I don't really want to think about it anymore. And so you just push it aside. 
And then you continue on, and you seem okay, but there's something going on inside. And I believe God wants to help us to obtain freedom. I'm going to tell you a story, and I'm warning you I might cry. So I'm going to go ahead and say that. So... (laughs) Um, a few years back, there was a lot going on in our lives. Um, we had just had a church split, and we had people questioning our leadership. Um, there was a big betrayal that happened. It was very painful, um, somebody very, very close. And after that, I started to just have these different physical health things that happened and it was and it was so when I say random it would be like one thing and then another thing and it's like where is this coming from and I've always been a healthy person I am a healthy person so when when that happened I'm just you know I was trying to figure it all out and um, it just felt like one thing after another we were working with the city for two years like really trying to get our certificate of occupancy here so there was a lot of things happening um and I remember I had to go from doctor to doctor. Those of you that have ever had situations like that, and you know, they, they tell you, okay, now you need to take this test. Now you need to go here, then come back. You got to, and it's like everything was so spread out. I'm like, I don't have time for this. I had my two kids at the time. And um, one of the doctor's visits, I came to, um, to a doctor, and he's a, a friend of the family. And so he wasn't there that day, and it was somebody else. And the, the lady that was filling in for him started telling me, um, oh, we need you, you know, you might have a risk of this, so we need you to go do blood work. And it was like something heavy, you know, and I'm like, you can't be serious. So I'm sitting there, and I'm the type of person that will not share my business with everybody. That's a private thing, you know. I ponder things in my heart. I pray about them. I talk with them with the very trusted people. And so I don't just go and, and uh, wear my heart on my sleeve like that. And so I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I find myself, like, man, I feel like crying. And I'm like, this is not like me, you know. And um, so I, I, I take this lady's information. I'm about to leave. And then I see the doctor, who's a friend. And, uh, and he's like, hey. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And then I just, like, tears. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is going on, Corinne? Get yourself together. <laughs> and, uh, and in that moment, I knew something was up. I'm like, this is not... I'm not acting like myself. What kind of closed the deal for me was one day we were at home, and uh, the kids were smaller, and Esperanza was sitting at the table, and she starts crying, and and I said, "Um, what's wrong? She said, you just look sad a lot. I want you to be happy. And at that moment, like I knew, I was like, this isn't good. Something is wrong, and I need to fix it. And that began my journey of healing. And so, you know, there's no person that is above having challenges. There's no person that's above pain. But we have to come to a place where we know that God loves us and wants us to be whole and not put ourselves in the back burner because we're trying to help everybody else. It's like, it's like the illustration that I showed you. So, you know, when we have things that happen to us, it paints our world. It paints our world. Some of us are better than others at being a poker face, you know, about it. But that's, 
That's not for you. God doesn't want that for you. Imagine, I just want us to shift our focus. Imagine the life that you could live with a whole heart. Imagine how blessed that not only you could be, but the people around you to have the full version of yourself. God is so, I've seen so many people, I've seen it time and time again, and I wrestled with this word all week because I've seen people do it time and time again. They allow themselves to get so sick on the inside, and then they get sick on the outside, and it's like the devil wants to beat you as, as much as he can. He's here to kill, steal, and destroy. If you have, if somebody has ever broken your trust, it can paint everything you do, all your relationships. Well, maybe I can't trust this person. You've been betrayed. I can't, I can't trust this person. They're going to stab me in the back or something, you know, or if you've been rejected, you look for people to reject you. We have to address these things. And I really believe, I so believe that God wants to deliver us and free us from any affliction of our heart, any soul hurts, anything that's ever happened that you said, you know, God, I thought I healed from this. There were things that I thought I healed from years ago, and I was, like, living my life happy, fine, and then the Lord said, hey, this. And I was like, oh, whoa, you're right. I didn't deal with that. It's important to come before the Lord with an open heart, a broken heart, saying, God, I'm giving you everything. If if we want to, David said, I worship the Lord with a whole heart, my whole heart. We don't want to give him partial. We don't want to give him half a heart. He doesn't want us to be broken. He doesn't want us to be walking around with a limp and then trying to help everybody else. It's important for us to be whole and well. Um, I just want to close out with this, and I want to give us an opportunity to to pray, and, and, um, and I, I really want to activate this word. By us coming forward, you know, it's one thing to sometimes sit where right where you are and say, God, you know, you can do it right here. But I really feel it's an act of faith and say, I'm not going to be in hiding anymore. I am not going to allow the enemy to intimidate me or make me feel so overwhelmed that I can't do this. I can't address this. I, th- I believe the spirit of God can change things in an instant that have been or going on for years things that have happened years ago, that, that story that, that Bishop has shared with us many times about the woman that had, um, she had a, a loss, and she had said a husband and a son in the same year died. And she was weeping, and she was grieving. And then when he asked her how long ago it had been, she said, 33 years. And it was still fresh. It's important for us to deal with these things. The loss of somebody that you love, the betrayal of somebody that was close, the rejection that you may have received. Maybe it was from a family member. Maybe it came from a place that you least expected it. Maybe it's a prodigal child. Maybe it's something that you have been struggling with that nobody knows about. The Lord sees it, and he wants to address it today. I love the God that we serve. He's so ready to love us and to restore us. Let's close our eyes.
God, we thank you for this opportunity today. I pray that you would move on the hearts of your people. God, the people that are even watching on the stream, I pray, Lord, that you would touch them right where they are. There's no distance too far for you. And Lord, I pray that you would begin to reveal the areas, Holy Spirit, that need to be addressed. God, the areas where we've been broken or we've been wounded in our heart and we haven't been restored, God. Lord, today we make a decision that we want to do that. Show us, Lord. If you feel that this word is for you, I'd like for you, if you're in this room, to come forward. And we're going to pray. And we're going to allow the Lord to do what he can do. Allow him to touch our heart and our soul and bring about restoration, bring about peace, joy. patience, kindness. There's nothing that you can't undo, God. There's no pain too deep that you cannot restore, that you can't relieve. There's no sickness that you can't heal. I thank you today. You desire for us to be whole in the whole in every area, God, even our minds, our emotions. Oh, God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We just invite you right now, Lord. Speak to your people. Speak to your people, God. Thank you for Thanks again for listening. If you like this message, make sure to like and share. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, share hope with someone today.